Welcome to the Bourbon Boys. I'm back. Good old two episode one night podcast event on a Monday, Labor Day. Great weekend. Didn't do shit. <clears throat> but for the second podcast, we're doing a mailbag. Um, first question from the Speakeasy, Wisconsin, from Troy Mancusi. Is the market oversaturated private barrel picks? I think we've covered this a couple times. Is the bourbon hobby finally losing steam? Is bourbon hunting all but dead? Seems like most retailers hold their limited selections for raffles these days. Um, <clears throat> is the market oversaturated with bra- with private barrel picks? Yes and no. Um, it is to the extent that to they allow too many people to do barrel picks. And it is oversaturated with gobs and gobs of barrel picks of certain distilleries. It's still not oversaturated with people that really know how to pick barrels. Um, And once you find those groups or those people, you need to really think about sticking with them, whatever that is. Um, Is the bourbon hobby finally losing steam? I think the prices in the secondary market have lost steam a little bit since, uh, <clears throat> the COVID check stopped and uh, inflation's gone up and gas went up. I think the prices have fallen pretty steadily. We'll see if they go back up. Is bourbon hunting all but dead? Yes, that's been dead for quite a while. Uh, anybody that tells you anything differently is wasting a lot of time for some very shitty bottles. I don't think it's barrel hunting anymore. It's It's more like... What would you, what did I call it? Barrel picking or barrel selecting or what is it? It's not barrel hunting. Uh, I came up with a clever thing. I forgot it now. It must not have been that clever. Um, what is MGP and how does it differ from Ross and Squib? of Sviz, overpaid marketing department. Joel. Sedell says, what's your favorite flavor in bourbon, and why is it smooth? Uh, I like fruit-forward uh, fruit uh, bourbons. Always have, always will. Um, <clears throat> now we're moved on to the mythical group to see what their mailbag is. Worst and other wor- uh, worst, and other worst J- Janesville Barrel Society picks. I'm not going there. Who's holding the 10 year okay, well, not going there either. Who's holding the 10-year-old, the 10 to 12-year-old barrel uh, picks? So, in MGP posts, we got quite a few responses. Ross Friedman says, what's a 5K MGP bottle of bourbon look like? Is it 4K? Is it 4-gate, 14-year-old blended, really worth $1,500? Do shitty metals make bourbon inside taste better, even if it's only four years old? So, first of all, the five-year, 5K bottle, there isn't one. <clears throat> as far as the four-gate, 14-year-old blended, it was a big topic of conversation on the uh, Facebook pay, page, pages uh, because somebody paid $15 for it. Uh, it's a three-barrel blend of MGP <clears throat> that was hazmat, and it was 14 years old. And I've had it. I've tasted it, um, and I don't know if I'd pay $15 for it, but I can understand the hype. It was very good. 
it's one of the best things I've ever had from a, a blended or a batch situation. And <clears throat> that's tough for me because I don't like, I don't generally like the batch stuff because I think it takes away from the overall. But since it was only three barrels, I think it they, it maintained a lot of integrity as far as the ups and downs of what you normally get in a single barrel <clears throat> that you may have you may have lost um, when you do a batch. And when do shitty metals make for bourbon inside? That's a that's a slight at uh, smoke wagon because of their rare and whatever they call it, and they put metals on it. I don't think that nothing I've had from them in those in those situations has been really great. Is it a requirement? I might know. Austin Whit Whitnell. All the new MGP sourcing brands that are worth a damn. Uh, who do I think is good right now when it comes to sourcing MGP? Backbone or Bone Snapper? Um, they're really good, well, really well priced, really solid products. Jepson's, although they're running out of age product, is really good. Smooth Ambler is always solid. If you go there, you could pick from whatever they have. Uh, NBC has some good stuff. Um, they tend to be more overpriced, in my opinion, but they still have good stuff, and it's worth the the juice is worth the squeeze in the most in most instances when it comes to NBC, in my opinion. Smoke wagons not doing picks anymore. Um, Dancing goats probably a new up and comer when it comes to sourcing, but they don't have a ton of high rye. All everything they have is low rye or rye uh, or ninety five five rye bourbon. So, I mean, if that's your thing, I think I think the low rye tends to be a little bit uh, slower in aging. So here comes Aaron Rothy with a bunch of stuff. Is there hope for seeing older MGP barrels? Again, a semi-more regular thing. Gene Nasith chimes in. Yep, there will be a flood once the hedge funds and the investment groups dump their stock. Multiple more barrels than this market has ever seen. Should be four to five-year-old before most of the supply hits the market and it's aged. Um... I mean, I'll let I'll let Nasif's comment stand. I guess <clears throat> I assume that I think what Aaron's saying is aged as far as like nine to ten. So you're going to have to wait a solid four years for some of this product that hedge funds and <clears throat> and uh, investment groups have bought into. I mean, I've gotten contacted from a few different places. Um, a few different places investment groups like that that have barrels but you got to have them sent to a an NDP to have them bottled do you foresee MGP buying out any more of their grow their production like Bargetown buying Green River production reasons no um, I don't think that I think MGP did that for not production but for marketing and, and distribution and I think when they bought Luxco that made sense for that I don't think that that's going to make sense anymore okay Ross Friedman 
why is new MGP nowhere near the goodness that is OG stuff? Why is the newer MGP in Kelvin barrels infinitely better than the stuff in ISC barrels? So Ross Friedman is a big, uh, why is MB, in, new MGP nowhere near the goodness? Well, we ha- we don't know what it is yet. I said in the previous podcast, we don't know what the new MGP is going to be at at that at the older stuff because we haven't gotten really to the seven year old stuff uh, for the most part. I mean, there's some of it out there, but it's not it's not anywhere to where we can say we can give a definitive answer of whether it's as good or or better or not as good yet. We'll see in probably two or three years whether it's consistently as good or not. Um, when it comes to Kelvin and ISC, um, there's two school of thoughts on that. <clears throat> there are a lot of Kelvin barrels that NBC got that were very oaky, uh, and that leads it to be a little bit better at a younger age if you get a little more oak in it. For whatever reason, if they were stored at a place that was hotter or whatever have you, NBC has some barrels that are a little bit darker and they've all been kelvin barrels so that could be that the kelvin's letting loose at a younger age maybe isc is taking a little longer to age it's better at a younger age uh, but is it as good as other things who knows um is starlight the best bourbon produced in indiana no but uh, starlight does do a good job what region of the country makes the best seltzer? Thanks, Kevin Laflame. <clears throat> Gene Nasith. Okay. Here we go. Um, how is Bluegrass Bourbon Company's 21% rye, 31, 36% rye, 95.5 rye compared to MGP? In my opinion, the 36 and 21 are superior. Also, why is light whiskey trash? So Gene has been on the podcast before. Gene runs Cat's Eye and uh, Optanium. Uh, well, he runs Optanium through Cat's Eye. And he's a big proponent of light whiskey. <clears throat> and Gene and I, uh, first of all, to his first question, Bluegrass is doing a very good job. I've had a lot of their product. And it does it does compare to MG. Man, it's the same mash bill. So, I mean, you can't. You can't really go wrong with it. And it's just being aged in Kentucky and in Indiana. Is it superior? <clears throat> age to age, I guess we'll find out soon because they'll be will both be a similar age and we'll be able to compare them. I do think that BBC is doing a good job and I do think that they have some solid products. I just picked a ninety five five rye from Wilderness Trail. Um well it's not quote unquote. It's not from Wilderness Trail, but it was uh sourced from someplace in Kentucky by rare character. And it's a Kentucky ride 95, five. So, and I thought it was excellent at six years old. So the mash bill can be replicated. It can be done. It can be done better. It can be done as well. Who's better at what? I don't know. We don't know yet because you don't really have the full picture. What you have is some younger BBC that you think is great. I could find you some young MGP that's great. It's it's like you're comparing apples and oranges. But when we get to his question as far as light whiskey is trash, I've personally never said light whiskey is trash. Do I like it? Sometimes. I think it has its place. 
I don't think it's the next coming of uh, uh, Pappy Van Winkle or whatever giant thing that, that Gene thinks it is. And I think Gene has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder because he put Canadian whiskey on a lot of his stuff. Um, I don't know if he's doing it to 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 be to hide that it's light whiskey or if he's just doing it because it's coming from Canada. So he's putting Canadian whiskey on it, whatever. So I posted on the post that it's light whiskey. So people know just to be transparent. <clears throat> I think Gene has done a fabulous job of marketing his products and he is uh smart businessman. <clears throat> I'll leave it at that. Um drinking vessels at Blay <clears throat> and a six of all. I do like Glenn Carrots. I don't like the <clears throat> Don't like the uh, the Willet glass with the like the tall skinny, and then it gets a little thin fat at the bottom. And I don't like those glasses. What are my top five whiskeys of all time? Probably Old Fitz Twenty. When I had that, uh, Mythical Smooth Ambler. BHG original smooth ambler, um, Ricky Bobby OKI, and <clears throat> Schultze brought some uh, old uh, <clears throat> old Weller one oh seven I think it was that shit was really good back in the day the 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 uh, this it's a Weller, old Weller. Brian Ferguson, what's the price limit for great drinking juice? Share with pals. <laughs> Can you get sissy feet on the podcast? No, I cannot get sissy feet. I don't know who that is. Um, That's all the questions I had. I just... I, I just want to say that whiskey is supposed to be fun. And I think we've gotten to the point sort of in whiskey pages and I've, I've, I've been there myself where we're old heads where we think that the new generation and we think that this is cost too much and that costs too much. Cause we don't want to see it cost that much. And, you just we all need to just take a step back and and, and remember that <clears throat> it is these people's money. Uh and even I've had a problem with NBC and, and five year old whiskey and the people that sell it for a hundred dollars. And that's not even a secondary, that's a that's just a it's a it's a tough it's a tough road to hoe. Um and it generally speaking doesn't amount to much and i've been down it and there's no reason to even go that direction because it's not going to have any kind of positive outcome for anybody so my advice is 
just suck it up and move on, man. Until next time, enjoy your pours and enjoy your family.